This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker Spine and Orthopedic Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Amar Saima, Director of Foot and Ankle Services at NJ Spine and Wellness. Dr. Saima, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about in terms of foot and ankle surgery and some of the big trends in practice growth and development, but before we dive into that, could you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, my name is Dr. Amar Saima. Um, I'm, as you mentioned, I'm the director of foot and ankle services at NJ Spine and Wellness. We are an orthopedic and spine institute in central New Jersey, uh, where I was actually born and raised, so I'm practicing there currently. Uh, I went to undergrad at Rutgers University and New Jersey Institute of Technology. Uh, I did medical school at Temple University and followed up my surgical training at Cooper University Hospital in Camden. So I've been uh, pretty much in the tri-state area my entire life in the New Jersey, Philadelphia area. Um, I then went on to private practice for two and a half years uh, until I joined uh, Spine and Wel- NJ Spine and Wellness uh, approximately a year and a half ago. Got it. So that, that's really fascinating to hear. Given that you spend so much time in central New Jersey in that area, um, what really you know keeps you there and is, is amazing about that space, especially for those who have maybe never visited before? Yeah, so central New Jersey, um, Old Bridge, New Jersey specifically, is where I was uh, born and raised. And, uh, you know, I never thought I would actually come back but uh, and, and spend my life there. But um, I'm married currently, uh, and uh, my family still lives in my childhood home, and I have four older sisters who are all in the area. So really, family kind of keeps me grounded. Um, I'm big on family and, and being around family, and yeah, it's very important to me. I have a large family, so uh, that's really what brought me back to, uh, to the area. That's fantastic to hear. Now, looking at healthcare in general, what are some of the biggest trends that you're following today? Yeah. So, you know, over the last year and a half, we've really seen the world adapt. Uh, And specifically in healthcare, uh, we look at the technology industry and I, you know, I see that the tech industry having a huge impact on healthcare today. And when we take a step back and see the new software applications that continue to come out, uh, regardless of whether it's for EMR or specifically telemedicine visits, uh, you know, it's continuously evolving and continuously changing the way that we practice medicine as physicians and surgeons. And it's given the opportunity to patients to really feel safe, but at the same time, have the ability to take care of themselves and look after themselves and, and not ignore certain problems or health conditions that they're dealing with at that time. So it, it, it's really shaping and reshaping the healthcare industry not only during the COVID-19 pandemic, but we can see that moving forward that the telemedicine visits and that technology is going to continue to help evolve and adapt and really make the experience for both patient and physician alike significantly better. That's really great to hear. And, you know, I I love that kind of focus on the virtual care and the telehealth. Um, I'm wondering from your perspective, how do you see that um, playing out with patients? Are they really taken to that? Or there's been some challenges that you're having to overcome in terms of just making sure they have the technology and understanding how things are going to work in that virtual space? 
Sure. I, I mean, I think it's a, like I said, it's an adapting field and people are still getting used to it. I think in the orthopedic world, it's a, it's definitely a little bit more challenging and a little bit more difficult, but it makes that follow-up, especially, uh, you know, patients who are maybe a few months out from surgery and they're doing well and, you know, they don't want to come into the office because they're worried about something or whatever the case may be. Uh, it really allows us to follow up with them. Now on an initial office visit, so it's definitely a little bit more challenging uh, because, you know, especially in the orthopedic world and specifically the foot and ankle world, uh, we've got to have hands-on. So we've got to do examinations and things like that. But uh, every little bit helps, every little bit of information helps. And it really allows uh, myself as a doctor to truly listen to what the patient is saying, because that's all that I have uh, in terms of information at that point. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, thank you for going through that with us. Now, what are some of the most exciting developments in foot and ankle surgery right now? So I would say the most uh, exciting development is minimally invasive foot and ankle surgery. Uh, there's not that many doctors and surgeons out there who are performing minimally invasive uh, foot and ankle surgery. Uh, and I've kind of taken it upon myself to get trained and get certified in these minimally invasive procedures. Uh, the beauty of these minimally invasive procedures are uh, in terms of patient outcomes, they're significantly better. There's less pain, less swelling, less inflammation, uh, and certainly quicker recovery times. Um, and it really has changed the shape of foot and ankle surgery. And it, for one specific uh, example would be minimally invasive bunion surgery. Traditionally, minimally invasive bunion surgery has a three to five centimeter incision on the top of the foot. A lot of scarring can occur with traditional bunion surgery. Uh, the joint capsule becomes interrupted, uh, which can cause the patient pain down the line as a result of that reduction of motion of the big toe joint. Now with minimally invasive bunion surgery, we're able to take that five centimeter incision and make three two millimeter incisions on the side of the foot. We don't invade the joint capsule. There is no stiffening whatsoever of the big toe joint. We're able to cut the bone in those two millimeter incisions under live fluoroscopy, under live x-ray, and place two screws percutaneously uh, under live fluoroscopy as well. Uh, and that really has shown tremendous results. Uh, patients love it. They're back in sneakers with it at the four-week mark. They're walking right away, same day after surgery. Um, so it's really changed the game and has really evolved uh, the world of, of bunion surgery and, and foot and ankle surgery in general. That's really exciting to hear. And obviously, great to have the patient outcomes be better and them being able to be active more quickly. I can imagine that really is a pleaser in terms of patient satisfaction. Absolutely. They're, you know, the, the goal of any surgery is to take a patient out of pain. Uh, we're not doing this for cosmetic reasons, although it does look better as well. You know, that is a point there. But um, the goal is to take them out of pain and to get them back on their feet doing what they love as soon as possible. You know, that's our motto at NJ Spine and Wellness, to get better faster. And there's no 
better way to do that than through minimally invasive foot and ankle surgery. Absolutely. I, I, I can 100% um, agree with that. Now, when you look into the future, is there anything that you're watching today that perhaps isn't ready for prime time or are still very much in the developmental stages that could make a huge difference, you know, five to 10 years down the line? So, you know, the total ankle replacement is still uh, not perfect, uh, just like many joint replacements are not perfect. Um, it's definitely made leaps and bounds, and I think it's going to become significantly more mainstream in the foot and ankle sector. Uh, you know, I, I'm certified and trained on uh, three different total ankle replacements, um, but they are, again, a, they are a little bit premature in the sense that their lifespan is still 10 to 15 years, and you need really a, a perfect uh, patient candidate. Um, and you know, the difference between the knee replacements, uh, in comparison to the ankle replacements and in terms of numbers is, is vastly different. So that still has some ways to go in terms of development and it's something to keep an eye on. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Now, Dr. Saima, before we wrap up our conversation, where do you see the best opportunity for you to grow your practice in the future? So over the last year and a half, really, I, I, I actually started uh, the first day of the pandemic at NJ Spine and Wellness, and we started the foot and ankle division at that time. And, you know, we've grown tremendously over the last year and a half uh, to the point where, uh, you know, we're in four different locations. We're seeing uh, a, a lot of patients a week. And what I've kept consistent is simply treating patients with care and kindness uh, and treating them like family members. And, you know, when you treat someone like a family member, it forces you to listen. It forces you to put the patient, the patient's best interest at heart. And you really take an investment and take time uh, into the a patient's life and what their goals are and what uh, their long-term outcomes should be and would be. And, you know, with that being said, I've really, I've really grown the practice according to that. And I think the only way to continue to grow practice is to not only do great work, but to treat everyone the way that you want to be treated and to treat everyone like family. That's really great to hear. Dr. Saima, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fascinating discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you for having me.